Today, I want to share about how I ended up playing the role of spiritual teacher and bringing forth insights and support for others during their awakening journeys during this time of planetary ascension. I'm going to share about my journey leading up to and after my three major spiritual awakenings, my non-dual awakening, my kundalini awakening, and the moment when my spirit guides gave me my mission. Of course, it's all a really long story and much of it has been left out in this telling of it, but I feel that what I'm sharing with you today provides a little bit of context for who I am and what my work is all about. So thank you for listening and enjoy. So at 15, which is about 12 years ago, I'm about to turn 27 in a couple weeks. At 15, I experienced a period of depression. I realized that it seemed as if nobody around me that I could find had really made it, was really happy. It seemed like everybody was in a constant chase towards fulfillment, believing as if they would find it when they had accomplished a certain goal or acquired a certain thing and that sort of thing. And what I saw was that people were chasing after a house and then when they got the house, they were waiting to pay off the mortgage and then maybe they would feel as if that would make them happy and then they were waiting to retire and then it was an ongoing thing. And I realized, you know, if that's what life's about, this is some sort of sick joke and I don't really want to participate in this. I don't want to, you know, be running on this hamster wheel. This is ridiculous. And it really brought me down. It really left me feeling really sad, really without any purpose, without any direction. I was depressed. I didn't know it was depression at the time. I didn't recognize that. I just really fell down. Fast forward about six months of this really deep, intense depression. Somebody had sent me a message on Facebook, a random person who I had never spoken to, sent me a message saying, hey, read this book. And the book was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So I read this book and the teachings and the insight that Eckhart Tolle was sharing cut through me like a hot knife through butter. It really sliced through all the suffering, the anxiety, the depression that I was going through. And it activated within me this deep, immeasurable reservoir of peace. And I discovered that I actually could feel peace, joy, happiness, and fulfillment in the moment, regardless of what was happening around me. And in doing so, I could feel that peace while still moving towards goals and that sort of thing. So I had actually found the answers to what was causing me this deep, deep depression. And I began to practice the teachings in Eckhart Tolle's book about being aware of the thoughts, being aware of the emotions in the body, being present with whatever was happening in the here and now. And this, engaging in these practices really gave me a chance to climb out of the depression. I began to actually feel happy. I I began to actually feel that life did actually have meaning. I no longer felt depressed. I no longer felt, which I did at my lowest point, which was like taking my own life. I finally felt like, yeah, life is worth living. And and I really, really, I'm appreciative to that person who had sent me that book. I'm really appreciative to Eckhart Tolle for writing that book as well. Around the same time, I was listening to Tool. Now, Tool is my favorite band of all time. I continue to listen to them. Even today, I listen to them probably every day or so. Tool has a particular album, my favorite album of all time. It's called Lateralis. Lateralis has a lot of spiritual themes about being in the moment, about recognizing that we are beyond birth and death, that we are immortal, that we're eternal. Really, really beautiful, beautiful message. So I began to apply the messages in Eckhart Tolle's work, the messages in Tool's music, 
And I really began to awaken out of this depression. I really began to climb out of the difficult, difficult things that I was going through. And I found that this was the answer to be in the moment, to be aware of what was happening, was the answer, the secret to life, to enjoying a fulfilled life, to, to enjoying fulfilling relationships with both myself and other people. So I dedicated myself wholeheartedly to these practices. At the time, I wasn't able to sit in meditation yet, but I brought mindfulness to whatever it is I was doing. I made my meditation an ongoing thing throughout my day, whether I was in class, in high school, whether I was at a part-time job that I had at Quiznos, whether I was hanging out with friends, making music, whatever it was I was doing, I was doing my best to be mindful and present. And I was experiencing pretty dramatic shifts in the depth at which I could rest in peace in the moment. And so I just kept going with it. I kept going with it. Fast forward a few years, I was experimenting with the sensory deprivation tank, the float tank, or experimenting a little bit with psychedelics, reading a whole lot of different books from the East about Buddhism, Hinduism, Advaita Vedanta, all different types of stuff. I was exploring it all. I came across a meditation retreat that was just a couple hours north of where I live, where I could go for 10 days and learn how to meditate, Vipassana style, which is uh, run by the Vipassana retreat organization. Dhamma.org is the, the particular center that I went to here in Toronto. So I went to this meditation center and I experienced incredible shifts, incredible, incredible transformations in my practice. I had entered into samadhi for the first time. I had felt like I had dropped my body, the mind was still, and I was just present as awareness beyond time. And I recognized myself as something beyond birth and death, truly. After that meditation retreat, I felt really transformed. So this was 2012. Now, if you're familiar, back in 2012, there was a lot of talk about the world ending on December 21st, 2012. And I thought, maybe this is going to happen. Maybe we're going to experience some shift. Maybe aliens are going to land and it's going to be crazy. Maybe there's going to be some rapture. Maybe the world is going to go through some sort of crazy transformation. Maybe we're all going to die. I wasn't sure. But what I felt in my heart was that if I don't awaken, if I don't experience some grand shift in my spiritual practice, if I don't take it to the next level, whatever that meant, I'm going to be left behind. And so my whole sadhana, my whole spiritual practice in 2012 was fueled by this pressure to not be left behind. And so I dedicated myself really intensely to being in the moment, to meditating, to really, really trying to make my spiritual practice intensified, to make it the sole intention of my whole life. Despite what was going on around me, despite the things that I was doing, studying in school and, and all different types of stuff, my spiritual practice was at the center. Interestingly, it was December. It was about the second week of December, maybe the 10th, the 11th. It's all a bit of a blur now. But I experienced a very profound awakening. So this was my first of, I would say, three major spiritual awakenings that I've had. I've had many, countless minor ones, maybe like 50 or so. But I've experienced about three that I would consider the major, major awakenings that I've had throughout my journey. So the first one is December 11th or 10th or something like that. And I recognize in myself that the idea of Brent, of me, has vanished. I was still here as Brent, and yet I saw through it. I saw it as if it was just a character in a play, a character in a dream. And this realization of the unreality of this character of Brent, 
of the ego began to expand outwards to the world itself. And I recognize that the world itself is also without this inherent reality. It's empty of something solid that we can actually refer to as the world or I could actually refer to as me. It all, I, all, I recognize it all to be a constantly moving illusion. And yet it was still here. And in this realization, in this awakening, I found myself abiding as this awareness, witnessing all of the phenomena of my body, of my mind, emotions, thoughts, of the world, of other people. I was witnessing it almost like from a bird's eye view. And when I really contemplated this witnessing presence, I started to realize that it was connected to everything that I was witnessing. So what was witnessing was not separate from the content of what I was witnessing or of what I was aware of. The awareness was inherent in everything that I was seeing. Other people, buildings, nature, it was all there. And so I began to abide in this state of what I would later come to understand as non-dual awareness, non-duality. And I was in that state and it became very transcendent, very freeing. Finally, I was able to get a little bit of space from the, the suffering and the trauma and the conditioning that I was carrying within the body. And I felt really at peace. I had transcended all the trauma. Please note, I haven't said I've healed all the trauma. I'm just saying I've transcended it. And it was very liberating, very relieving. So in this state, life became pretty easy, pretty smooth. I recognized on some deep level that everything was actually happening on its own. My free will was not separate from the will of God, which was influencing the actions and the unfoldings of everything that I was experiencing. So I began to really relax into the flow, surrender into the flow. I recognized that I could be one with the Tao if I just surrendered and relaxed. And things started to unfold pretty interestingly, pretty well. And so I was led and inspired to begin an anonymous blog where I began to share some of my insights, some of my ideas for people to read. Slowly, things started to pick up momentum. And as these insights and poetry and messages and uh, essays and all these sort of things started to come through me, just flowing through me, people started to pay attention. People were engaging with it, sharing with it. Then people started to come to me and they, asked, they began asking me questions. Hey, I've had a similar experience. I need help with XYZ. I can't make sense of this. What do you think of this? How can I experience what you've experienced? I too want to go beyond the ego. I want to also go beyond seeing the world as real. I want to find peace. So I began to share the things that were coming through me, responding to these people's questions and, and inquiries and that sort of thing. And suddenly I found myself in the role of spiritual teacher. Never intentionally planned it. It just happened that way. Suddenly I recognized, oh, look, I'm a spiritual teacher. Okay. And then from that point, this character of Brent began to play the role of spiritual teacher. And so that's a role that I continue to play today. There've been some some uh, gaps in my resume, if you will. I've, I've taken time off, which I'll be speaking about in a second. But for the most part, that's my role here. That's my, my purpose, my vocation that I've recognized that I'm meant to be here in this life during this time of planetary awakening of ascension is to play the role of spiritual teacher. The ascension and the global awakening actually was began to accelerate December 21st, 2012. And that was actually the significance of that date. So here I am sharing these insights, sharing these messages while in this almost like transcendent, non-dual state. I'm in the body. I'm also not in the body. And I'm finding myself in this weird kind of limbo state where I'm not really 
feeling a lot emotionally. It's almost like I'm a little bit disconnected after this big non-dual awakening. At the time, I was using my awakening, which I can admit now very openly, to bypass a lot of the emotional things in my body. I was dismissing it all as, oh, it's just an illusion, nothing to really consider. All oh, the story that I experienced of where I was hurt and traumatized and all that, it's just an illusion. We can go beyond that. And I was using that as a bit of an excuse to bypass the trauma that I was holding in my body that I was carrying around. And so for the next little while, I walked around in this state of being transcendent, almost like a bit of escapism, if you will, still abiding in that spaciousness and that peaceful state, but not really acknowledging a lot of the trauma that was in my body, not really being open to feeling anything emotionally. To put simply, the awakening was pretty much limited to my head, to the mind, to the crown chakra and that sort of thing. Fast forward a little bit more, suddenly I began to feel something really, really deep in my heart. It was a devotion to the divine, a devotion to God. It was a longing for God. It was a love for God. I can't really put one word to it. It was a mixture of devotion, love, longing. It was a very, very interesting feeling that I was having. And it felt good, but it also at times felt a little bit sad. I wanted God to be in my heart as well. At the time, I couldn't put those words to it, but looking back, this is what I really felt. I really wanted God to not just be in my head up here. I wanted God to be in my heart. So when I was meditating, I began to really feel my heart just filling up with this warmth, with this love. And that love began to spread out beyond just my body out into the, other, to the world. And I really became emotional. So the emotion that I was lacking for the first few years after my initial non-dual awakening the emotions start to awaken in me. The emotional body started to open up. The heart started to awaken spontaneously. And I was really just being with that. I was surrendering to it. And I was recognizing that yeah, something interesting is happening. Something interesting and new is unfolding in my spiritual development. So I began to surrender to this unfolding. Spontaneously, I would be drawn into meditation, into deep samadhi. I would be forced to close my eyes and just to go into meditation, whether I wanted to or not. It was a very interesting time, and I just recognized I needed to surrender to this. I owe a lot of the insight that I have about surrendering to this process to some of the great teachers that share about Shakti, that share about Kundalini. And I began to explore their teachings. I began to relish in their transmissions of Shakti, of presence, and I began to feel this energy flowing through my body through all the chakras in my system. It was subtle, but I really felt something profound was happening. And so I recognized that perhaps this was something to do with Kundalini. Didn't really know what that was, but I recognized in intuitively that maybe there's something to do with what I'm experiencing. But I relaxed, I continued to surrender. I wasn't very much interested in the intellectual understanding of things. I was really interested in feeling. A strong theme at this point in my path was feeling, was being emotional. I really, really enjoyed this devotional love for God, which I continue to enjoy. Then one day, spontaneously, October 2015, I was engaging in a practice of self-love, love for myself, really feeling love in my heart, which I learned from Matt Kahn, who is one of the most incredible spiritual teachers that I've had the pleasure of enjoying his sharings, transmissions, healings, and teachings. And I was engaging in this, this practice that he shares about really loving yourself. Spontaneously, from the base of my spine, 
an energy that is beyond words rose up like a freight train from the base of my spine, came up to the, from the top of my head and exploded. And my entire body became enveloped in this energy. This energy was the energy of Kundalini, Kundalini Shakti. What I experienced was a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, Kundalini arising. So now my whole body was involved in this awakening. It was no longer limited to just my head, just my crown chakra. Now my entire body was vibrating with the Shakti. It was incredible. It was very, very incredible. Very trippy as well. So for the next few months, I entered into literally the darkest period of my life. The Kundalini energy, though very beautiful, though very divine, very loving, brought up all of the things that I was ignoring. All of the trauma, all of the conditioning, all of the past memories, past pain, things from past lives, all of the things that were holding me back from really embodying what I had recognized, what I had awakened to in 2012, from really embodying that in my body, from really seeing it in other people, from really bringing that into my relationships, the Kundalini began to bring all of that up and it was really, really purging me. And I began to sit with anything that may arise, be it a painful memory, be it a painful emotion, be it a sickness, and I began to witness and embrace the phenomena that I was experiencing, no matter how uncomfortable I was embracing it as not separate from the divine, as an aspect of the divine consciousness. Slowly, over time, as things began to clear out of my system, I began to relax deeper into peace. I began to really feel that love for myself, radiating outwards towards others in the world. I began to really feel more blissful. It was really, really coming into my body, the spiritual awakening that I experienced began to be integrated into the, every aspect of my body. All of my chakras began to vibrate with the Shakti. So no longer was I just up in the head. I began to really enter into the heart center. During that time, I was still continuing to share on my blog. And I was speaking very much about the Kundalini. And I was recognizing that my teachings were evolving. But I came to a point where I recognized that I can't just be this spiritual teacher. I'm young. I need to experience life as a normal person in the world. I can't just be an armchair spiritual teacher talking to people about spirituality. I really need to engage in the world, be grounded. And so I took a year off from, from sharing and I made it my intention to really make my relationships, my focus with my family, with my partner. I really wanted to find and build for myself a career. So I found photography and I began to work with dogs, work with pets, and I became a photographer. And I began to see the divine, the spirit in everybody, in my clients, in the dogs, of course, in nature, and everybody that I was encountering without speaking so much about the spiritualities, not without talking so much about all this spiritual stuff. I began to feel, once again, human, no longer this transcendent spiritual guy or spiritual awareness, whatever, I really began to feel human again. While still being spiritual, it was an interesting place where I continue to, even at this moment, explore. So during this break where I stopped sharing, I felt that I do at some point need to get back into it, but I wasn't sure when. So this past December, December 2019, I entered into a meditation 
and I was guided into a an advanced yogic idea called Kichari Mudra. So I was spontaneously guided to bring the tongue to the roof of my mouth and to the back of my mouth. And this activated an energetic channel between my neck and my brain. And the kundalini began to rise once again into the head. And it really began to work on my brain, really opening up some of the chakras, my throat chakra, third eye and the crown. I was spontaneously experiencing a very, very profound spontaneous pranayama, spontaneous uddiyana bandha, sorry, uh, spontaneous uh, mula bandha. It was a very, very intense yogic experience happening all spontaneously. Nothing that I, uh, that I did consciously. It was all happening spontaneously. My body was really going through a profound shift just this past December. After this energetic shift relaxed, my guides presented themselves to me and they offered me a chance to embark on a mission as a messenger to support the planet during this time of ascension. Now, I've worked with many different guides throughout my life, and I continue to work with them, and I hope to continue as well. Some of them are ascended masters. But these particular guides actually belong to another star system. They're very, very evolved beings. They're very, very much involved in the ascension process that's happening on the planet right now. And they contacted me during this experience and they told me, hey, we've got a, a role for you to play, a mission for you to play, and it's to be a messenger. And uh, I said, you know what, I'm not sure. I'm not really ready for this. And they said, hey, don't worry. We're going to help you. We're going to support you. We're going to make this happen. And all you got to do is relax, surrender, and allow things to unfold over time. There's no rush. So I was presented with a contract. I signed this contract. It was in the astral realm. I know this is super crazy far out stuff. If you don't resonate with it, it's fine. Just leave it behind. It's no problem. But anyway, that's how I was then invited to begin teaching again after this year off. So I created this website. Uh, I, I created a new spiritual identity, if you will, a new character. I put on a new mask, Brent Spirit. So that's what this is all about, this whole Brent Spirit movement that I've uh, been engaging in lately. Created a new website, a new Instagram, YouTube channel. I launched the podcast, which is called The Spiritual Awakening Show. A few weeks later, while I'm you know, in the midst of putting all this stuff together, a friend had reached out to me saying, hey, that uh, the new yoga studio that she was uh, opening up is finally ready to open up, and I was given an opportunity to teach meditation once a week to people in person. So now I have a role once a week where I meet with people and I share a satsang. I share a meeting with the intention of awakening, of spiritual awakening, of, of knowing meditation, of deepening meditation and that sort of thing. So I'm enjoying now playing a role in the real world, meeting real people in person. And it's a little bit more grounding than just sitting behind a screen and, and sharing uh, on a blog or on a vlog like that. But uh, there's nothing wrong with this. I do enjoy this as well. Actually, I feel like it's all coming together for me because the tools and the skills that I learned through my photography business, my media skills, I'm able to translate over to my spiritual work now. And I feel like it's all unfolding really, really well. To be honest, I don't always feel ready to do this work, to play this role of spiritual teacher. But the guidance that I keep receiving is that it's okay it's okay. I will likely make some mistakes along the way, and that's part of learning. The thing is that I just show up, and that I surrender to the process, and that I allow what comes forth to come forth. I'm not necessarily here to bring forth a perfect, flawless message. It's coming through the filter of this human vessel, which has trauma and conditioning and, and influences, which is going to color the messages that I'm inspired to bring forth. And I'm okay with that. 
okay? I want to make it clear that at this point in my path, I'm, I'm not totally clear from all the things that hold the body back from really embodying a full state of awakened, enlightened consciousness. There's still things that I'm working on. My mind is not necessarily clear all the time. It doesn't necessarily always have to be from my understanding, but I don't want to make it, I want to make it clear that uh, I'm still got work to do. And there's still things that arise in my, in my awareness, in my mind, and emotionally that I'm clearing. And that's fine. That's, that's welcome to my experience. My intention is to share humbly, to share as a human being and to do my best to bring forth the messages that I'm inspired to bring forth. So if you have a question for me, reach out to me and I'll bring something forth for you and hopefully it can serve you and to go to the next step on your path. If you enjoy my work, be sure to check me out online, brentspirit.com. You can find me on Instagram at brentspirit. You can also find me on uh, Spotify and Apple podcast at uh, the spiritual awakening show. That's my podcast. On my website, I've got some ebooks, I've got some blogs, some articles, some more videos like this. Check it all out. Get in touch with me. I look forward to connecting with you. I really, really appreciate your attention. It's really, really an exciting journey that I'm on, and I'm really, really happy and pleased to share it with you. So thank you so much for your attention. I love you all, and I'll be in touch with you. We'll chat soon. Until next time, peace.